there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This is a match that's rescheduled because of COVID-19. Got a sneaky, significant game here today. I, I think so, and we were talking earlier about it. This is a really, really important game, particularly when you, you think of what Scott Parker's done to this Fulham side, how their form has been over quite a few weeks now, but just recently, with that result against Everton, with the fact they've got winnable games coming up, with the fact that Burnley have got their best two players out injured. Josh Madger has come into the football club and start scoring goals. The excitement, the momentum... You know, and they can pull in Burnley five points away if they win four points from Newcastle United on the same games. It, it really, not is everything today, but it's so important that Parker tries to get the win. The one thing I would say about Josh Madger as well is that, yes, he got two goals on his full debut against Everton, but it's the effect that he has on his teammates. I remember being in a similar predicament. We were at Stoke and we were, we were creating opportunities but not scoring enough goals. January came along, we signed James Beattie, a recognised goal scorer. And it just gave everybody a lift. When he walked into the dressing room, before he even played a game, as if to say, we've got a goal scorer now. If we create chances, he's going to put it into the back of the net. So not only does it give confidence to the forward and Madri himself with getting two goals, it's amazing the uplift that he gives the players around him as well. I just want to go back to the opportunity here for Scott Parker's group because he was asked about not just this match, but the matches upcoming that you alluded to. And he knows that it's Sheffield United and then it's Crystal Palace. So he was asked about that. Easy, easy answer could be, we're just focusing on today. Right. He didn't say that. No. He said, you're right. This is it. The next few for us. Yeah, I love that about him. You know, I played with him at Charlton. The nicest guy in the world, a really good footballer, was a good player. But absolutely right. Everybody knows that. Everybody can see the fixtures. Everybody knows how important this stage of the season is for them, given their recent form, given what they've bought in the, uh, in the market. So, yeah, it's now or never really for Fulham. And I think about the pressure in this match, and to me it's not the team that's in the relegation spot. It's the team that's above them. They're looking down, and they're maybe getting a little bit nervous. Burnley equipped to deal with this pressure? 100%. I think because they've been there before in this situation, because they've got plays, they, they've got an unbelievable dressing room. In times like this, they stick together. And even if Fulham were to win this game, I still believe that Burnley will be absolutely fine because of the know-how from previous years. They only have 14 goals against. Next best in the Premier League, 24 <laughs> goals against. You think about how Pep Guardiola manages his squads, and it's like comparing works of art year after year. But this season, rotation, injuries, okay. Ilkay Gundogan's not going to be there today. Yeah. What do you make of the job he's done? Well, I think we know it's, it's since day one, he's always rested, rotated his team throughout. He wants a small squad, but all of them involved. So you have that benefit as well, where certain players are not out for weeks and weeks and weeks. They're going to play, so they're kind of happy. Uh, the quality that he's got, the money that's been available over the years is a big part of that, why they've got so much good quality in all areas. But that's the difference. Given this season, given the amount of games close together, it's no surprise that a manager that can rest and rotate his players to very little downside to the actual performance is going to do well. They look fresh, they look healthy, where other teams, we all know about Liverpool, have looked tired and a ton of injuries. And 
When I look at this Manchester City team, there's no reliance on any individual. So we look at Laporte playing instead of Diaz against Tottenham. Everybody had been raving about Stones and Diaz. Keep a clean sheet. De Bruyne's out of the team. Not a problem. They deal with it. Same with Aguero. And that, that's the biggest thing for me. And alongside that, you look at the top six teams. They are the only team that make very, very few mistakes. The one at Liverpool with, with Salah, where Diaz give a pen away. But other than that, I can't think of one. Mm. That's a big difference. As yeah. well. Such a challenge managing during COVID-19 and trying to navigate your way through it. Pep Guardiola has done an excellent job. Everton, you look at their home form, mm. winless over their last four home Premier League matches. But again, COVID-19 restrictions plays it, a role here. Yeah, it's huge. And I, and I was just looking at something. So if we go back to the beginning of last season, before lockdown, they, they played 14 games. Won seven, lost only three. But since then, you know, when they've had little or no fans, it's been a huge difference. So if we compare the two, five more points at home with fans in two less games. And the fans are incredible for Everton and they really drive them on. They've got a couple of games in hand, by the way. Yeah. And I know it's yeah. a big if and to win both games, and this is really difficult. Um, but they can they're still in the they're still in the equation for European spots and, and top mm. four isn't too far away. I don't think they'll they'll do that. They're a little short, I think, in certain areas, and the inconsistency is is probably gonna be a problem. But Everton fans, they get all excited. You see them in the table, the game's in hand. You kind of think if yeah, what might happen, but then they have a bad defeat as the last game. So I get what it's like to be an Everton fan, but I tell you, don't forget, don't sleep on them yet. They, yeah. they can get healthier and, and still have a good season. The Black History Month is a, good, is a good thing, but I think for me personally, it's, it's all year round, you know. I think we've got to concentrate on it as much as possible because... So much going off in the world right now. I think it's uh, it's a time where we can learn. Growing up, it was probably just a lack of education. Um, being like from the from the north of England, it's, it wasn't very diverse. And I think until I came down to London, um, there was a lot of mixture of cultures and languages and stuff that sort of I really realised how sort of big the problem was. The sort of discrimination that the lads are suffering on social media. Um, in the Premier League and stuff like that. I, just, I can't believe that's still going on. I think that's down to us as players and as a club and um, as athletes to sort of take the um, sort of place that we hold in the community and, and try to sort of push forward as much as we can. With. A lot of issues have arised um, within this, especially this year, um, or should I say last year, with everything that went on due, due to education. Um, and I think people can um, shy away from, from learning and, and actually educating themselves through different cultures and, and different ways um, you know, people live their lives. So it's a time to reflect and a time to learn and a, a time to be educated. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month, tune in Monday for a powerful documentary from our colleagues at Sky. Micah Richards, Tackling Racism, explores the reasons behind racism as he searches for answers and solutions. That is Monday, 5.30 Eastern, here on NBCSN. You do not want to miss it. What's your takeaway from this, if you're following? How do you feel at this point off a match like this? I think they'll feel disappointed. They played better at the start of the second half. They get the go-ahead goal, see it out. They've drawn so many games. You know, as Danny said in the highlight there, you know, you score a goal, you, and, and, and we've all been there. You do mm-hmm. kind of 
there's so much relief you're ahead. You just switch off a fraction. The other team have just conceded. They're a little bit more fired up. They go a little bit harder. And we see this so many times before. But it's still, it's still frustrating for Fulham because they've done enough. One nil up, away from home. We all know how important the win was. Couldn't see it out. I think, I think one of the things is when you look at Fulham, I think they've come on loads. Defensively, they are much stronger now. But there is a naivety about them defensively. They've got some young players there. They've got players that have a lack of, of experience in the Premier League. But first and foremost, when you score a goal, just get yourself back set. Forget that the goal's gone in, you know, and you try and concentrate that. And it'll be a disappointing goal that they, that they conceded because too many of the players were desperate to just go and win that ball. And if they'd have held the shape, I think they would have been OK. On the other side, for Burnley, is, is that where being comfortable in these yeah. situations comes that, into play? That's experience. That's having defenders who have been in this position before, a manager that's been in this position before. And it's amazing. Experience counts for so much. Burnley, as I said before the game, they will be absolutely fine because they have know-how. At this point, though, Newcastle, feeling the nerves despite the fact that it was only one point here for Six-point gap, 14 games left. They're, they're banging trouble. They're banging mm-hmm. trouble. Just given the way that they are now, we know that Wilson's injured. Um, but still, six points is six points, and Fulham have got to win games. They've, got, they've won three games all season. They've got to start winning games. I think from Newcastle's perspective, all well, the concern would be is that I'm seeing an improving Fulham team. I've seen a Newcastle team that's going backwards. And remember, they may only be three points ahead of Fulham by the time they next kick off. Got to win games, and you would have to say, got to yeah. win games now. Sheffield United the next game, then Crystal Palace. There are opportunities there to pick up points. Sean, how did you see this result tonight? Well, it's another point on the board, you know, and that's important. I mean, we're stripped to the bare bones once again. So uh, certainly a committed performance, without a doubt. Um, first half, I thought we, we gave a good performance, actually. Found a, a good balance to our play and were effective and trying to ask questions. Um, kept defensively very tight. And then second half, they get their nose in front with a poor goal from our point of view. We don't deal with the first contact or the, or the clearance on the line. Uh, but then, as we do, the reaction was, was excellent. Brilliant play from uh, Jay Rodriguez and a lovely finish from Barnsley. And, you know, you're back in it. They have to throw everything at you. And I thought we defended out well, considering, you know, how many changes we've, we've had to make and how many we've had to make even during the game tonight. It was another goal to concede, wasn't it, tonight, from a set piece where perhaps you'd have expected more from the covering defender? Yeah, possibly. Um, look, it happens. You know, it's, um, I think he just slashes at it rather than just puts a, a clean side foot on it. How pleased were you with the reaction? Yeah, really pleased. I mean... I remember many moons ago uh, in Holloway saying we had a strong jaw. And I think he's right. You know, there's good mentality here. We don't get um, knocked easily. And I think you saw that because the, the demand for the team to go and keep playing, keep working, keep trying to step onto the front foot. And, and you're full and fully committed. You know, they had a stronger second half at times. And they kept the ball without really opening us up, um, which I was pleased with that. Um, and with all the changes we're having to make at the minute, then I'm pleased overall. Yes, you lost another player, didn't you, in, in Goodmanson in the first half? How yeah, is he? Robbie what happened? as well. We've had to take Robbie off because he's carrying. Um, so that's not ideal. Um, obviously, Ben Mee will, will be back to uh, fitness for the weekend. But, you know, it, it's, it's well, remarkable, unfortunately, how many injuries we've had. Um, and we continue getting them. What is the situation with Robbie? What was the nature of his, of his injury? Just, yeah, he's, he's been carrying a little bit of a, an Achilles anyway. And we noticed he wasn't running, running right, running right, easy for me to say. And then, because Johan had gone off, we've run, we run out of players. So we, I'm having to make decisions now, not just them. You know, having to try and make judgment calls on how many we can keep fit. You know what it takes to steer clear of trouble at this end of the table. You've spoken before about ten wins as being a benchmark. Is that still very much in your thinking at the moment? Uh, no, no, no. I just mentioned that usually 
you've probably got to get 10 wins. Not our benchmark, might be others' benchmarks. Ours is to get as many wins as we can. Ours is the mentality to keep performing, keep taking on every game, keep taking on the challenges that are in-house at the moment with our injuries. But you saw there, we've got a great mentality to a performance to get something from the game. I thought that was on show. And uh, we'll have to continue doing that until we get bodies fit again. Sean, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, beforehand we talked about these games being opportunities for you. Yeah. Is this one missed tonight in the end? Um, we came here and wanted to win the game, Greg. I think that was, that was our plan. In saying that, I think we, we certainly understood what the game was going to be like. It's a tough place to come. Very, it makes the game scrappy. And ball in play, often not a lot. And I thought first half we struggled a little bit, to be honest with you. We tried to correct that at half-time. And I think that worked. Got our nose in front and really... Disappointed with the goal we can see because it's um, it's a poor goal, um, but I think it's fair to say as a, as the game was going on, we come into the game. So um, yeah, look, we take a point. We didn't get beat here, and um, we had we had some big chances at the end, which maybe Lookman, um, Josh, there was a couple of decent chances, but didn't go in. So we regroup now. Like I said, to you, that's four points so far this week. Coming to a tough place, and we go again now on on Saturday against the, uh, which is another tough game start of the second half you got something to hold on to mm. it's perhaps your biggest frustration that you held on to it for such a brief amount of time yeah it was yeah I mean look the goal goes in from from a set play um, we get our nose in front I think you're right look, at that point you need to you need to weather something a little bit whether that's with the ball and try and put our stamp on it or, or, or obviously just see it out a little bit and play into the correct areas and then there was a there's a couple of mistakes in, in the sense of for our goal so that that obviously is disappointing um but yeah, that's, that, that, that was how I see it really, yeah. need his hold on probably. Having performed so well at Everton the other night, why weren't you able perhaps to impose your game in the same way in this one tonight? Yeah, I think it was always going to be a different game. I think you, you can see that uh, Burnley, um, the way Burnley play, the way the game is, it makes it that way really. And um, I always knew that. The team, team understood that certainly against Everton, um, people or our performance would have been a lot different today and what you would have been well what certainly I was looking for you get a result here what you're praising is probably not the fluidness of what what your team can be there's another side to you and I felt we matched that I felt we matched that very very well we were solid we we dealt with the threat of the balls uh, coming in um, but we wasn't really able to get our real identity and our stamp on the game Um, but like I said in staying that we weathered it and at times we've come up with some big chances and not managed to put them away. Four points from this week so far, as you've mentioned. What do you need to take into that critical game at the weekend and how will you get them ready to go again? Well, we regroup now. Obviously, it's been a busy week for us. It's a massive game now on Saturday. But, Greg, I'll stand here for the rest of the season now with every game we're going into and every game's going to be big for us. And I think we understand that. Six points. I think it was ten points difference only a, a few weeks ago from Newcastle now. Um, like I've always said to you, this team have got absolute honest belief, um, confidence, and so have I. So, um, like I said, we dust ourselves down now and we look forward to, to what's going to be a big game and a, and, and a tough game on, on Saturday. Scott, appreciate your time. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear beauty and more save on kate spade new york Stuart weitzman and ted baker london great brands great prices so shop your nordstrom rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just thirty dollars 
If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Carla, nice to see you. Uh, You've obviously studied Manchester City, 16 wins in a row. What's your challenge? (laughs) Don't tell me. Don't tell me that. It is a big challenge, but usually we did well against this kind uh, of game. When uh, the, the game is, was tough, we did really well against all the top team. So we hope, we hope the same tonight. It will be difficult, but we have our chance. Uh, we have uh, to play with confidence and with belief. And you have uh, Laporte and Diaz at central defence tonight, working on that partnership. You have options. If you see the schedule that we had, in November, December, January, most of the teams, but we are in the FA Cup, in Carabao Cup until the end, in Champions League. So, And you see the schedule that we have uh, uh, in, in the end of February, and especially all Mars when Premier League included uh, two more games in that period, like is uh, against Wolves and against Southampton. So we have, we'll have one week off, so every three days, four days game, so everybody's going to play. So today the decision, and against Arsenal, we're going to play new ones. And victory takes you 10 points clear. That's a good incentive. Now it's time to play. Now it's time to play. And after, we'll see what happens after the game. All right, so a victory takes them 10 points clear, and we've already discussed the idea that maybe it's too late for the other teams, that Man City's running away. Do, do you worry about a Pep Guardiola side hearing talk like that? And it affecting them? Um, I don't think so. I think any any question you throw at Pep about the future is always like, forget about that. We we'll deal with this game, and then we'll get to the next game when we get to it. He's just said again there, and we see it from the lineup. There's there's a few changes in there to, to rest and rotate people now, and it's also meant there's very few injuries. You look at the injury record now; it's only Gundogan who's got a slight groin problem, and, and Nathan Ake. Everybody else is fit, so that rotation has been good in so many different ways. Who is? Manchester City's standout player? Uh, I'd say Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, as, as in terms of collectively now, he's out injured at the moment. Who is their standout player? The, the, the well, I think, I think the point is that somebody... Like Gundogan's been exactly. outstanding. And, and if it's there. not him, yeah. Phil Foden's been outstanding. You know, different players, Raheem Sterling's finding a little mm-hmm. bit of form now. Gabriel Jesus is scoring goals. So that's, a, that's a, the secret, I guess, to Pep's now. Every player is playing at their highest level in this squad. So and, what's the secret for Everton to get a result here? Everton... Everton have done well against the bigger clubs at home. They've beaten Arsenal. They've beaten Chelsea. You know, they've gone to Leicester and won. Everton are a team that don't want to dominate possession. This is a game where they're not going to dominate possession. They'll ask a few questions of this Manchester City team. There's no doubt about it. But they have to take their chances. And the biggest thing, I think, I I look at the players who are going to be really important, Decore and Davis, because we know the midfield runners like Bernardo Silva, Phil Foden, they are going to be running from midfield. So that midfield battle is going to have a huge part to play in the game. I I think they've got a difficult task in there with those two. 
I think key players are Charleston. I mean, Charleston, I, mm. I, when he plays well, Everton are good. If I ever watched Everton and they're not playing well, Charleston's quiet, you know, mainly from the left hand side. So looks like he's going to play up front. It's a central yeah. striker. Cavalloon is out injured. He's got to have a big game. He's got to find spaces on the counter attack when they do win it. Maybe City's football isn't quite right. They win the ball back. Charleston's got to be making those runs in behind. That, for me, is the only hope for Everton because Everton, uh, City right now is so slick. Tough to, to see them not winning. And we welcome you back in the studio, Liam, Robbie, Danny. Okay, guys, at this point, give me a different way to describe the domination. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, wow. It's just, it, it, it's stunning to watch, you know. I mean, at, at, at halftime, Everton did about as good as you can expect. They stopped City's football, I thought. Um, they get the goal. It's 1-1 at the break. And then, you know, City find that extra gear. The football becomes slicker, becomes more accurate. They spread you out so well. And if it's not one player, it's another player that steps up. Steps up in big moments. Jesus has done it before. Sterling's done it. Foden's done it. Gundogan's done it many times. Today, it's Riyad Mahrez. Steps up. Beautiful goal. Bernardo Silva steps up. He doesn't score too many goals. A great goal from him as well. So just amazing amount of quality that just wears down Everton. To a point in the end, they're walking around thinking, get, get me out of here. <laughs> they're just incessant. You end up as, a, as an opponent just chasing shadows. Because when you look at the team today, you look at... You look at Foden, Laporte, Walker, Silva, Sterling, Cancelo, Mares. Throughout this season, they've all played different positions. So, you know, there'll be times where Guardiola, I'm sure, is saying to his players, right, OK, just move over here and move over there. It, they're not stuck to one position, so therefore it's so difficult for an individual to pick them up. I bet if you spoke to any of the Everton defensive players today, they will tell you at one point they've marked six different players. But, but there's, so, there's so much grooved nature to the way that they play. Yeah. Even though the people don't stick in the same spots, it's still very... When you see City play, you, you, kind of, you see it, appreciate it, and realise how hard it must be to try and stop that rhythm. And it's not like Everton played poorly today. No, no they, they, they didn't, but... Because Manchester City is such a dominant force, what will happen? And I've been in that situation before. You chase the ball, you chase the ball, you chase the ball, and then you're just worn out. You have nothing left <laughs> to the point where they just go, OK, we'll just walk over you. And Everton didn't play poorly. It's just that Manchester City at the moment on another level. Yeah, a totally different level than every, anyone else in the Premier League. We're going to talk more about them, get reaction from Goodison Park. Pep, 12 Premier League wins in a row now. What pleased you most about this one? R real tough game pitch in uh, not perfect conditions due to the, 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 you know, the, the winter time and uh, so physical as a team, uh, difficult to get with our wingers, so, but uh, yeah, solid performance, the guys run like, uh, like, uh, like the way we have to do, and uh, yeah, another three points, that's good. 1-1, one, one, they just passed the hour, would it be fair to say a real moment of quality put you in front? Yeah, it's definitely. So we have the quality up front, but always come through the passes. Uh, still, when we arrive in the, in the final third, we, we won't attack too much quick. We need a little bit more patience to the right moment. The second goal is an example of that. So sometimes you don't find, OK, no problem, make an extra, an extra. Because at the end, we have to try to get the players who play up front in better conditions to, to make... The, the action for Riyadh, for example, today has done. There aren't too many better players, I would think, than either Mares or Silva in from the right onto their left feet. Yeah, sometimes they play left, sometimes right, sometimes they rise in right, sometimes uh, Ferran. So it depends on the team, it depends on the decisions.
Uh, what did you make uh, overall of the, the City performance again defensively? M many feel that your success this season is based on being a better team defensively. Is, is that fair comment? Have you yeah. worked on that no, more than football, anything? Football is not defensive, offensive. It's, it's a foundation, though, for you. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You cannot, you cannot win titles. We are not solid. You can sit few and goals, but important, we concede few, few chances. This is the most important thing. We cannot forget this team scored three goals in Old Trafford, uh, scored five against Tottenham. So it's a team like has ability up front to, to create chances for the, the talent that they have. And we concede again few. This is the best. You know, when we talk about teams that you hate to play against, we usually don't look at those teams as ones you desperately want to watch play. Is this one of those clubs where... They're brutal to play against, but they're also they play this attractive style at the same time. Yeah, they do, and, they, and they've always done that under Pep Guardiola. I think what's making me feel this could be a really special year is back to the commentator's question. There is defensively, you know, the Champions League has been what they've been trying to trying to get, and they've disappointed. I feel this is their best chance to win the Champions League. The thing that Pep's always wanted, given Ruben Diaz, John Stones, Laporte, and the whole team. Dan is just mm. is warming. It's peaking at exactly the right moment. There's not. As we talk about scoring goals, there's not a reliance on a certain individual. There's not a reliance on a certain individual defensively as well. You look at Diaz and Laporte. You look at um, Stones, Laporte. Players are being given rest. You've got Rodri in front of them. You've got the, you've got the goalkeeper. You've got Edison. It's, it's incredible. And when you look at Guardiola, I think that, don't get me wrong, they... They're going to win the Premier League. They've been absolutely phenomenal. But I think that he's looked at the Premier League and thought, right, OK, yes, we want to win the Premier League, but how can we get tougher and how can we get better in the Champions League? And I think what they're doing at the moment is the perfect blueprint to take into the Champions League and to go on and potentially win the Champions League. I mean, the job he's done navigating through everything, all the changes this year, you'd have to say arguably the best job he's done? Yeah, I think so, given all the, the, the trials and tribulations of this season. I mean, he won the domestic... Triple, didn't he? Yeah. A couple of seasons ago, was it? The four, the, the quadruple, if you like, including the Champions League. If he does that, then, like, <laughs> drop the mic and walk out of Manchester. <laughs> Job done. Carlo, 1-1, one, one, just past the hour. Were you starting to believe? Yeah, I started to believe. Also, if the, the game for an hour was really difficult, they showed uh, fantastic quality, but uh, we, we were in the game. We worked hard, and after that... After the second goal was the, the, the key point of the game. We were not able to, to be back as we were able in the first half. Do you look at your defence in any way for the second and third goals or do you put it down to quality? <laughs> first is the quality because they, they, they found a fantastic combination on side and they came in, a fantastic shoot. Nothing to say, nothing to do. This is most important. Have you lost to the champions? I think so. Oh, really difficult to say another name. It's Man City in, the, in this moment. They are, they are in a good mood. They have fantastic quality. They have belief. They are strong because we try to, to put the game in an, on a strong side, but it was difficult against Rodrigo, against Diaz, against Laporte. Are they the best team you've played this season? Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Congratulations to them. What, what do you think Pep Guardiola's found with this side in particular compared maybe to Manchester City teams of recent seasons? Oh, they, are, they are able, I think, that 
to play really well with the ball, and they are they are able to work hard without the ball also because they did they didn't give to you a lot of possibility to play. We tried to play, but it was not so easy because the effort of all the players is really high. So where does this leave Everton now, going into the Merseyside derby? Uh, Yeri Mina came off. How serious is he? I don't think he's not going to play against. We have to look for uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, for Roland, and uh, to prepare well the, the next game. is a great opportunity. I think we, we don't need to have regrets tonight. The regrets was against Fulham, not tonight. But we have to try to get points because he's... Uh, Fantastic opportunity, it's an excited game. We know how it's important for our supporters this, this game. And we do all we need to, to, to try to get the result uh, on Saturday. Uh, and will it be difficult to lift morale after two home defeats in a row, or do you, do you sense that a strength in your players and a belief going into the derby? I, I think the derby is a special game. And uh, also, away, we have a really good run. So we hope for this. Well, it's a short trip. We wish you all the best with it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates, as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.